Hey. Oh, hey, it's Ben. <laughs> so. Hey, Ben. Did you try to call What's, and, and it just wasn't coming through or did it go to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I tried to call a couple of times. I left you some messages. All right. That's weird because uh, Aval, as you probably had guessed, it never rang. Uh huh. Um, and I just, I missed a voicemail last night. I got, I got a, my car's in the shop and, uh-huh. um, they call, apparently they called and left the voicemail last night and I never got it. And the, the guy from the, from the shop called back today and he's like, Hey, did you get my voicemail from last night? So let uh, me ask you a strange question, Ben. Uh, do you have AT&T as your carrier? I do have AT&T as my carrier. Jennifer is AT&T as well, and several times she has tried to call me, and it's never actually picked up. Something weird is going on with AT&T service right now. All right. Well, this podcast brought to you by (laughs) AT&T. Something weird is going on with the service. So let me ask you a question. Are you you recording now? I am. Are you? Okay. Yes, us. I am as well. So so this is the start of the podcast. (laughs) Yay! Hey! Hey, Paul. Hey, Ben. Uh, So... So big, big uh, news in Goody Lawrence land. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow is the last late night slot of uh, of Spin the Bottle, where where Goody Lawrence uh, flourished. Indeed, we would say. Yeah, so, we we had a regular slot there for about eleven years. And how long did Spin the Bottle run? Spin the Bottle is in its 21st year. Oh, man. So we actually were in for more than half of it. Yeah. That's that's pretty great. And we were probably, I say. We were probably the, uh, the longest consistent act of all the other acts that have had regular monthly slots at Spin the Bottle. We were the longest. So for those of you that were actually at Spin the Bottle uh, on Friday, since this will be coming out after then, uh, you know that I was not a surprise guest. Nothing <laughs> happened. I was I was really trying to see if there's a way for it to happen, but it just there's no way. Well, you'll uh, you'll be there in film form. Oh hey, well there you go. Film form is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the uh, so, the thing the, the the things we did when I was over there in St. Louis. Oh, nice. Oh, very good. Very good. Made a little video, That's, and I'll show I'll show it to you after. Uh, uh, well, I can show it to you at any time, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, it'll be or, online or after Friday. Give me a link to yeah, 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 yeah. I'll I'll look at it when it's online. I don't need to see it before the people see it. <laughs> um, speaking about which, every once in a while, people at work uh, find uh, my videos or whatever. Oh yeah, and they're like, so. Uh, what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I used to do when I was in Seattle. Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, so we, Goody Lawrence, are going to outlast Spin the Bottle. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Uh, late night. Spin the bottle late. late night. Spin the bottle late night. Wait, wait, yes. wait. Not, not necessarily. Wait, wait. Hold on, Ben. No. <laughs> what do you, what do you say? Well, Paul, yeah. uh, there's a reason I didn't pick up your call. No, oh, no. <laughs> No, no, but uh, and then yeah, and then my own voice shows up on your end. Hey, Paul, it's me, Paul. <laughs> oh, that's something funny. Um, people who are very big Good Lord super fans know that I played you and you played me in our show Naked Ladies. Indeed, but we never did impressions of each other. That's that's correct. At least I don't think. And I, I don't, don't think, think you we did. ever <laughs> have done impressions of each other that I know of. Like, had, did we? Was that like like on and I don't mean I don't mean like at a a party right, or anything. Right. right, right, on stage. I don't think we ever did impressions of each no, other. No, I don't think we did. I think Interesting. Na- I think Naked Ladies was the closest we came to impersonating one another. Yes, and I think that you. You can probably do my voice better than I could do your voice. <laughs> well, I don't think... I, I, I think the closest I've probably ever come, and again, I didn't do this on stage, but the closest I've probably ever come, and like you said, uh, at a party, was just go saying something like, Hey guys, I'm Paul Goody. <laughs> That's good. Um, no, the, uh, the other thing I was going to say is the closest I've ever come to imitating you is imitating you imitating uh, Brett Fetzer. <laughs> 
I think. Ah, that's that's yeah. all I've got. <laughs> uh, which uh, Brett Fetzer, um, we should we should mention, uh, was uh, what would it, w- curator? Yeah, curator of Spin the Bottle for for quite some time. Uh, during our during our run there, he was also the and, the instigator behind Annex doing Spin the Bottle. Oh, really? Yeah, he, I didn't know that. He's the one. Yeah. I got the story because um, since it is the last late night Spin the Bottle, we're going to have a funeral for late night Spin the Bottle. Yes, I've heard about. This. So I've heard of this. Yeah, yes. so I've been uh, collecting stories and. Uh, Brett says that when he uh, arrived back in Seattle from Los Angeles, he saw that uh, a number of prominent late-night variety shows had closed, and he really uh-huh. liked the late-night format. So he he proposed the show to the Annex Company, and they say it. They said yes, not really having any high expectation for its success. Oh, now here's a question for you, Bruce Hall. Yeah. How long was he the MC for Spin the Bottle? Well, he s- started at the very beginning. He hosted the first show and hosted uh-huh. it regularly. I want to say 2009 or 2010 is when he so, went to every other month. So even though we are the longest running act, he is the longest running attraction. Yes, one could say. Yeah, I think so. Because, because, just like a good comedian, uh, you know, who like headlines a comedy night or whatever, uh, Bruce always had something. Like it, he wasn't just out there uh, introducing acts. He had a little something that he brought right uh, to the to the thing. Every once in a while, oh. he would play the piano. Yes, yes, he was a very good piano player. But there was one, and, and I don't know if you remember this. You probably do. There was one show where uh, Bruce never showed up, and so Tony Clifton hosted the entire show. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, um, I want to say that it was when we were in the dance, one of the dance spaces. Yeah. We, Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, you're right. We were. This was in the Velocity space. Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy that uh, Tony Clifton happened to be in town. I know. On the night that Bruce couldn't show up, and uh, <laughs> and and I have to say that he was in uh, in his standard form, uh, <laughs> pretty pretty offensive at some points. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just remembering it. It just uh, I, 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 yeah. that it uh, that act would not fly today. Let's just say that. Yes, um, and again, uh, I have to I have to mention uh, the first. Even though, even though I had like a couple of things that I did for Spin the Bottle um, before, I think the way that we got to be a regular act um, was. When, and I'm I'm being very careful because I don't remember uh, the names or circumstances exactly. Okay. But uh, Sergeant Rigsby and his amazing silhouettes uh, were not performing. They were supposed to perform. Brett had thought that they were going to perform, but they weren't ah. performing. Uh, that's step one. Uh, step two, uh, AJ, uh, who, uh, who now runs, um, West of Lennon. Yep. Uh, eulogized a friend of his and a friend of, of a lot of people. Yes. Uh, who had recently died. Elizabeth Stetson. Yes. And then... It was time for me to do oh, a comedy thing. <laughs> oh. And uh, do you remember what I did? Do you remember what the... Uh, I what do the, not. What the thing was? It was Celebrity Impressions, which was, once again, a party trick that I had done a couple of times. Oh, yeah. I do remember uh, that. Where, where um, it, the, at, the, at the very beginning, there's a caveat... 
that uh, I am not doing impersonations. I am doing my impression of the celebrity. Right. And then uh, people shout out the name of a celebrity, and then I do a loud physical and vocal reaction. Right. And for whatever reason, uh, that night, that was the perfect thing to follow. <laughs> uh, and Brett came up to me and and you know mentioned that he wanted me to do the next uh, month as well. Yeah. And he recognizes and, uh, talent when he sees it, Paul Goody. Yes, 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 exactly. Uh, and I enlisted your help. Uh, regularly to the point that i was like hey you're in every single one of these things <laughs> it ended up being and, that way yeah and it and it really worked out uh and i i love you man <laughs> that's well that's that's the truth it's been uh I, I i added the man to make it less weird <laughs> it's been it's been a, a heck of a ride and i'm gonna be sad to see late night spin the bottle shuffle off into the sunset but yes. I think it needs to happen because Annex is now located in a space. Well, Annex has always been located here for the last 11 years, but we're in a space that is no longer conducive to late night art. It's very conducive to late night binge drinking, but yes. not so much the uh, you know parking and going to see theater. So um, yeah, parking, nobody was showing up anymore. Was a big problem. Yeah, still uh, is even. Even when I was, that's what I mean, even when I was there yeah. uh, towards the end. So I can only imagine what it would be like for, you know, for anybody else around that yeah, time. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's it's now. it's more handy now not uh, getting here because we have um, the light rail station just uh, on yep. the other side of the park. And, you know, there's something that exists, uh, two things that exist that never existed before. Uh, I think before you left, maybe they were around before you left, which was uh, rideshare services like Uber and Lyft. Uh, yeah, those were around, uh, but but they weren't common. Yeah, if that makes sense. And also uh, car sharing services, um, like Car to Go, like Car to Go or Reach Now, and um, uh -huh. which is like you know you get BMWs with Reach Now. And, oh wow. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean, also it's it, it now you have to pay to park until ten p.m. around here. Yeah. Oh, which is bonkers. Can I tell you also? Uh, and this is uh, part of Paul's futurism corner. Uh oh. Um, the idea that self-driving cars are cars that we are going to buy as consumers. I think it's a little short-sighted. I yeah. think that that they're going to be services. You you aren't going to have your own self-driving car. You're going to rent by you know the hour or the mile or whatever the right. self-driving cars. Right. Um, and 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 I may have mentioned this before, but I think the reason part of the reason for that is this: it's very difficult to have a self-driving car figure out oh what am i gonna do who you know when it's dealing with a a foreign object you know a manual car being driven by a human being but if all the self-driving cars are on their own network and being controlled not by the car itself but by like a a master control program, if you will. Yeah. Tron fans. Uh, a master control program who's who's driving all five of the cars as a unit. I think the danger is mitigated. I think there's less of a chance of an accident. Yeah. And basically what's going to happen then again is that if you buy premium rideshare, uh, you're going to get there first. And all the other cars <laughs> are going to be slower you know, oh, they'll be we gotta we gotta maintain rideshare neutrality. Tiered right of way. Oh, that's gonna no, that's we we've are we're already past that, Ben. <laughs> uh so um let's see, what else? How are you? How are things? <laughs> well, like I said, my car is in the shop. Yeah, it's I heard about that. 
I forgot if that was on this call. It was on this call. Yeah. That's right. It's earlier yeah. on. Well, uh, my car has been not starting and it's it's oh. it, it, in that it doesn't crank. You know, it'll I'll turn the key and the lights all the lights on the dash come on and then like I'll have to turn the key a number of times and then it'll start up. Oh and, no. Uh, okay. So I figure I figure it was the starter and the problem was I mean the issue is like uh, f- for about I don't know, like 6 months maybe this has been intermittently happening. Yes. However, Wednesday morning. Wait, what's today? Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday. Tuesday yeah. morning. It was Tuesday morning. Okay. Tuesday morning, I go out to my car and it does not start at all. I cannot start it. Yeah. I I actually was running into the same issue when I first moved here with the Camry. Oh the yeah. Drive. Yep. So. Uh, and it was the starter. Yeah. So and the uh, um uh not surprisingly, um the starter was the first thing that I replaced on that car. 11 years ago when I bought it because uh-huh. the same thing happened to me. Um, this is what happened. I, so I'm looking for a new car. I, I find I find my, my Toyota at a used car dealership in Aurora. I take it for a test drive. You know, I'm like, all right, I like it. I negotiate a price. I, you know, hand over my, my other car, that gold Civic. And I get the mm-hmm. keys. I sign the paperwork. Everything's great. I go out to the car and it doesn't start. Oh my gosh! And so I'm like, well, that's uh, not good. So, but then it, yeah, it, yeah. it eventually starts, and then I take it to, um, I take the car to the shop, and they replace the starter. Well, eleven years later, I guess that's the shelf life of remanufactured starters because, um, uh, I talk, uh, I talked to yeah. the, I talked to the shop today, and they say it's the starter, but they also told me a bunch of other things that needed to be replaced. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I get to. I get to drop uh, some heavy coin to get my car back, but see, here's the thing. So I, you know, I live in an apartment complex downtown. I pay rather a lot for a parking spot. Yes. And uh, I've come to realize, you know, I only pay. I mean, I only drive my car three to four times a week. I don't commute with it. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's super convenient, but. I live in, you know, a dense urban core, so there are things like car to go. There are things like reach now, like Lyft yeah. and Uber. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to conduct an experiment. As of January 2019, I'm going to not drive my car at all. I'll still have it. I'll still keep it. It'll be in my parking spot. Yeah. Because I, I signed a lease through April, right? So I'm paying for that parking spot through April regardless. Yeah. And um, but I am going to not drive my car at all in January. I am only going to use car sharing services. And okay. and uh, I got I I had a a bit of um an inadvertent early taste uh, when my car died because I I signed up for Reach Now and Car to Go and I've already used Reach Now a couple times to uh, to get around town because my car is in the shop. Now, can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, when I was using car to go, that was the one that I used. Yeah. Uh, you could park it pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Is that the same thing with Reach Now? It is the same thing as Reach Now. But what you have to be careful of here in Seattle is sometimes parking lanes turn into bus lanes at certain type of certain times of days so oh, you got to right. make sure that you don't park in a in uh, a spot that will eventually become a bus lane but yeah any otherwise any parking spot um any like meter parking spot or any regulated parking spot is fair game yeah and you don't have to pay and you don't have to pay. A, that was a good thing you don't have to yeah. pay for gas you don't have to pay for insurance um you know i'm i've i've been keeping track of how much money i spent on my car you know including the rent basically on my parking yeah. on my parking spot and with this um with this uh charge uh yes. repair charge i'm going to drop this year about $4500 just to own a yeah. car in seattle and that most of that is this one repair that i have to pay for tomorrow and my parking spot otherwise it would be under a th- it would be like it'd be under $1000 because my ins- yeah. my insurance is cheap, my gas is cheap because I don't drive it all that often, 
And it's just it's just got you know the real estate to park it, and now this stupid uh, repair bill because of course they said, oh yeah, your brakes need to be fixed, and you're leaking oil, and you know your struts need to be fixed. And I actually told the guy, you know what, I'm not really planning on driving this car after after um, <laughs> after April, so you know what really needs to be fixed. Exactly. And here's the thing: I think it'll probably work out for you. Uh, I mean, it did for me. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was just thinking about this, uh, when we did Bumber Shoot, um, I went from, oh, that's another thing I was thinking about, Bumber Shoot, and the, uh, the film festival, or not the Seattle Film Festival, but the, um, what was, what was the, uh, what was the thing that we did at, um, Theodore Off Jackson? What was that? Sketchfest? Uh, Sketchfest? Yeah. Any time that we did anything that wasn't spin the bottle, I felt like it legitimized us more as an entity. Because <laughs> it's like, haha, especially if we got a good reaction. Right, right. Uh, and we did. We did from the places that we played. Uh, you know, yeah, the- it, it was one of those things of like, okay, this is the incubator, but we can actually go and do stuff and it's cool. So anyway, uh, when we left Bumbershoot, uh, that's where you and Blair uh, dropped me off to at my. Car oh to yeah, go. at the car to go. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so you know, I've 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 sort of made this decision that uh, when my lease is up at the, <coughs> pardon me, at the end, April at the end of April, I'm not gonna I'm gonna resign my lease, but I'm not gonna get the parking spot. Gotcha. And yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a good plan. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drive my car down to my parents' house, have my dad put it in the barn. Because I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's no. I no longer need it in the city, and it's it's super. It's become you know now that I'm keeping track, it's become an, a big expense. So. So we are we are doing at work this uh, twelve days of Christmas thing. Yeah. Uh, and I've been participating in every single thing you mean 12 days uh, of non-denominational holiday oh oh no oh no ben 12 <laughs> days of christmas oh 12 days of okay excellent uh, i am not i am not giving uh i am not uh, going to as you know i never talk about my uh my company and who they are and all that but yeah i was i was pretty uh pretty surprised yeah um but here's the thing i am not uh in any way, shape, or form, litigious or a humbug when it comes to <laughs> holiday stuff. So, right. uh, it, so I've been participating. The first thing that we were supposed to do was um, decorate our cubicle. I put up three snowflakes with <laughs> a counts. red, white, and green magnet uh, for each of them. So, you know, the three different sort of holiday colors and stuff. Um, then it was Christmas hat day. I did not have a Christmas hat, uh, but what I did was I took my, uh, Harry Potter hat that I got at Harry Potter World, uh, the very kind of fancy, uh, carpet kind of hat. Okay. I think you've seen it. Uh, and I hung an ornament off of it, and it made it very Christmassy, so that worked. Uh, cookie day, which I've, cookie uh, day. participated in. Yep. Um, Toys for Tots Day. I brought Rory's Story Cubes. Um, and then this last one, though, is the one I'm not sure about. It's Sports Day. You're supposed to wear your favorite sports team memorabilia. Ah. And I don't really have a favorite sports team, Ben. Well, then you should... I really don't. You should, uh, you should then play, uh, you know... Play up your Seattle time and wear either a Mariners or a Seahawks. Or, you know what happened? Seattle was just uh-huh. awarded a hockey team, but they haven't decided on what to call it yet. So you just yeah. make up a fake um, fake Seattle hockey team name. Uh, or I'll just wear a plain white t-shirt and say this is for Seattle's hockey team. Exactly. Um, no, but what I'm thinking about doing is wearing a Ravenclaw <laughs> well, you already did the Harry Potter thing. Yeah, well, yeah, but they didn't know that. Uh, they would know this time, though. Yeah, you're right. Oh, but anyway, so yeah, uh, that was one of the things I was thinking about, though. Um, okay, so this is a question that you're going to have to ask uh, Blair. Okay. 
has she ever heard of a book <laughs> called Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins? I because um, yeah because apparently it is very very cool and very famous like as one of the only things that people enjoy uh like that was produced specifically and like it's not lame it's cool <laughs> and unlike all know, those all other of... hanukkah books no well well no i mean it's not i i don't know how to describe it uh these are this is from the information I'm getting secondhand from other people. I'm I have a book. Uh, I have it ordered. And it's coming, but but if you can imagine, right? Yeah. Somebody mentioning something that everybody like. If you mention, uh, I don't know, the Goonies or whatever. Yeah. And everyone goes, "Oh, I missed that." I li-. that's kind of what this book was. Okay. And so I'm getting that, and I'm going to. Bring it in and surreptitiously. Sur- sur- how do you say that? Surreptitiously. Uh, yes. Leave it on my desk. <laughs> if anybody has any, you know, ideas or whatever, because this is the thing: is uh, I, I, I finally got my spiel down. Uh, I say that I'm pretty much non-practicing, and then when they ask me questions, I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Although I do know more, again, I, I think I've mentioned this, I know more than probably anyone else a lot of the folks at work know. About Judaism? Yeah, and so I kind of, they ask me questions every once in a while. And I don't make stuff up if I don't know, I, I say I don't know. I was just going to say, you could it, make something up and they wouldn't know. I, no, I, I don't. The, the, That's how yeah. religions got started, by the way. <laughs> it causes, <laughs> I, think, I think it could cause problems. <laughs> Also what religions do. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, wait a second. You're right. Hey, Merry Christmas. Um, Hey, speaking about causing problems. Hey, buddy. um, I have... No, no, no. Not yet. (laughs) I have a uh, suspicion that corrections have happened. Your suspicions are correct, sir. Hey, so let's talk about it. All right. So, uh, Ben and I uh, had... No real uh, theme for this podcast for a very long time. We've we've and dabbled finally, with other themes. Yes. Then we might in the future as well. I've got an idea that I'll run by you at some point. <laughs> All right. Looking forward to it. Um, but but the basic idea is this: uh, we don't have a theme necessarily, but we have a method, and it all comes back for a conversation that Ben and I had. Where uh, we were talking about how people think they know more than they do now because of Google and things like that, and because and it, yeah, they, everybody has that in their in their pocket, right? Exactly. And so, if if you don't know the answer to something, you can just look it up, uh, and there it is. It's pretty, it's pretty convenient. But at some point in time, we started tricking ourselves into thinking that we already knew that stuff. Like, being able to look it up is the same as knowing it, and it's not true. Well, I mean, we're, and so, we're drawing a fine line between, like, not knowing something and reminding yourself of something that you did know but you had forgotten. Exactly. The big thing for us, though, is that we are doing this show without those uh, guidelines. We have no... We have no <laughs> or preparation. Um, Yes, we have no preparation, and we have no actual phones in hand doing searches for things, which means that we get stuff wrong. Yeah, all the time, constantly. Uh, Luckily, I'm married to Jennifer Fact Checker. Our fact checker, Jennifer, my wife, she is very good at research and knowing things. And so she listens to our show and lets us know when we get things wrong or embellishes things that we uh, only knew a little bit about. And it looks like she's turned stuff in and let's find out about it in a segment that we like to call Corrections. Ding! Ding! Uh, Yeah, we were talking about Loser, the song Loser from Beck. Oh, yes. And uh, there's a sample in it where a gentleman says, I'm a driver, I'm a winner, things are going to change, I can feel it. Yes. And uh, I was told 
that that sample was George H.W. Bush. And I think I admit as, admitted as much uh, last week where I'm like, I don't know yes, if it is did. or not. I, that's just what someone told me. Um, and I, I was skeptical. Yeah. Uh, but I did not know who it was. So apparently the audio sample is from a movie called Kill the Mocking... Uh, sorry. <laughs> Kill... <laughs> <laughs> Kill the Mockingbird. No, uh, it's from a movie called Kill the Moonlight. So therefore, oh. it is not H. W. Bush. Well, there we go. Yeah. Kill the Moonlight. I Kill the Moonlight. Never heard that. of it. Yeah. Um. But it's interesting. Yeah. All right. So there you go. I was I was learned. I was schooled. Uh-huh. Uh, something that I've been living with. Since I was a senior in high school, always thinking that that was uh, the late George H.W. Bush's voice. Number well, two. Well, we all found out something today. Indeed, we all learned something. Goes. We're all better for it. Number two. Yes, yes. Uh, we were talking about the Curiosity Lander. Oh, because uh, Insight, the Insight rover yes. had landed on Mars. That's right. And uh, I guess we were trying to wonder how long curiosity has been on mars and so number That's right. number two is the curiosity indeed landed on mars about six years ago it launched on november 26 2011 and landed on august 6 2012 aha uh-huh. so yeah it's been there about six years a little, a little bit more than that yeah so betty was six years old when it landed and it's now six years since then, so she's twelve. All right, math. Yes. Universal language. <laughs> uh, and finally, you were wondering how to pronounce Amanda Donahoe's name. Oh yeah. Uh, who was she again? She was an actress. Uh, still is, I think. Um, uh, who who was famous for saying that uh, on American television, you can kill your wife, but you can't make love. Oh, to her. of course. Uh, so apparently, Amanda Donahoe's last name is pronounced just as spelled Don Oho. Uh huh. Not Donahue, but Donahoe. Donahoe. Which sounds like a terrible last name to have if you're, say, a middle schooler. Or if your first name is Donna. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, that's it. Keep it wrong, guys. Keep it wrong, everybody. All right. Well, gosh. Uh,. That was, that, that was that was oh, we what else we we did pretty well but normally we uh, are able to kill like 20 minutes with that uh <laughs> we've the, the problems of being better i was i know right at, we got everything yeah. right um i i don't know if you have this uh issue with your cell phone my cell phone oh uh, oh hey can you hold on for just one second ben uh there's a weird call coming in. A weird call. And I might patch you through. Okay. One second. I'll be quiet. Uh, hello? He didn't pass me through. He just hung up From, on me. Oh, oh, yes. Hello. Yes. Yeah, he hung up on me. <laughs> so while okay, I wait for him to call see. back, uh, I'm going to play some we'll voicemails uh, one, from Paul. One second. Oh, and I just got the voicemail from... The auto shop. I, I just right, uh, the first one. hung up on somebody that I uh, was talking to. Uh, so nope. I'm opening right, the door. Let's go. And the light to is on. The other one. I'm flicking the light on and off right. now. There we go. So you can see this it. This is a kind nine of second blinking. voicemail. Nope. If you're parked, yeah, I see you right there. Uh, you're in the car. Will, uh, this is us. Try to get back to you later. Okay. Right. Thank you. All right. And Jennifer, can you uh, the third get, voicemail? Okay. All right. Hey Ben, it's Paul. And uh, you said Ben, you were there, so I called. Uh, I think uh, I that uh, this is going to be another one of those weird again. ones. But I've been all right. I've been. And on I'm not going to play time. the voicemail from uh, uh, Auto Shop I went to. But I will uh, call you back now. Even I, though you don't uh, know that I'm calling for, you back. Uh, should I that wait is for Paul exactly to call back, happening. or should I call him back? It'll He's be just a second. Uh. Right. You're I ringing again. To, well, I'm going to listen to this anyway. Let's find out what's happening. Out. Oh, now he's uh, calling. Me. It should be good. Hey. Uh, hey. So, uh, sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, I'm getting uh, food delivered. And uh, they couldn't find my house. You, you know what's weird? What's that? I started 
playing a voicemail from the auto shop while you were while you hung up on me. And so now uh-huh. I can still kind of faintly hear it in the background, but I can also hear you. So my phone is playing a voicemail while I'm on the phone with you. Oh, that's odd. I can't hear just so you know, I can't hear your voicemail. Yeah. Uh so that's good. Crazy. Um so I was talking throughout that entire thing so yeah. we can we don't need to break the audio. I was too. I was uh I was playing all of your voicemails. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. All right. Actually, sometimes um, when we're sometimes when we're disconnected, our our audio lines up really well. I don't know if you listened to the end of last week's episode where you hung up on me like real quickly. Oh <laughs> no! Go back. I, I did. Yeah, go back. Yeah, and, I will. Go back and listen to like the last uh, few seconds of that, and it, it almost sounds like we are actually still on the phone with each other. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever see uh, Ghost Dog? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. No. There's a There's a guy who speaks French uh, in that, and Ghost Dog and he are having conversations, and. You can see the subtitles. The guy and Ghost Dog are saying the same things to each other. Like like he's saying, uh, this might fit you. You might have to take it in a little bit. And he says, this might fit me, although I might have to take it in a little bit. Like they say the same things uh-huh. uh, back and forth. It's pretty funny so, uh, and cool. So who called you? Was it the uh, that was, delivery? That was the that was the Indian food place. Ah, excellent. Uh, Taj in Edwardsville. Um, that is where we got our Indian food from. Yum. I got a veggie veggie vindaloo. I don't even know um, what that is. Yeah, well, the thing is, I'm not going to eat it until tomorrow, probably, <laughs> um, because uh, today was cookie day at work. So I ate a whole bunch of cookies. So are you just going to have cookies for dinner? Um, Maybe. Well, no. I mean, I had cookies for lunch. And then when I got home, I had a, like a veggie sausage. So between the veggie sausage and the cookies, I am stuck. You know, uh, I learned something really important about summer sausages recently. Oh, yeah? What is that? Uh, it's that you, you can't eat the casing. You have, Wait, what? You have to unwrap it. The, um, are we talking like Oscar Mayer summer sausage? No, this is this is a I don't know what brand it is, but I I was looking for a smoked sausage at the store because I wanted yeah. to make this uh, jambalaya rice and I wanted to add some sausage bits to it. And normally uh-huh. they have this smoked sausage where you can eat the casing; you just slice it up and you chop and you drop it in. But they didn't have that, yeah. so I bought this this big fat log of summer sausage, and. Uh, and I and I cut it up and I I ate a piece, you know, because you can before you cook it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it turns out that it's actually wrapped in paper, and you can't eat okay, it. Okay. When here's the thing: when I was a kid, one of the things that we would get was sausage, summer sausage, uh, the Oscar Mayer kind. Yeah. Uh, and you could eat the the outer casing of that. Well, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. This paper. company should take a a page out of Oscar Mayer's playbook, because yes. or at least print on the cover. Don't oh. eat the paper. Here is something we can talk about, Ben. What's that? Something that's making the rounds right now. Okay, so invariably this happens when I'm on Twitter, right? <laughs> you know me, my my dietary uh, things. Uh, I, there's a there's a, a stepping stone kind of deal. Uh, I try to be vegan, and if I can't be vegan, right on your own, I, you're vegan, do, but you're polite in company, and we'll eat. What and is I do, given and to you. and then if I can, there's uh, the oh gosh, uh, we had this conversation about how to pronounce this uh, uh, parv. I think that's how it's pronounced. How, um, what? Parv or parve or parve. Parv? I, I should know this. Okay. I've, I've learned how to do it. Right. And what is it it's again? It's the stuff that's it's it's uh, the kosher stuff that is neither milk nor meat. Ah. Uh, and then and then or neither dairy nor meat. And then it goes dairy, and then finally meat, and then and then after that, 
uh, everything else. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. a big, a big sliding scale. So uh, I, I don't necessarily identify as vegan, but I identify more as vegan than I identify not as vegan, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can, I can get that. So every once in a while, I see, you know, hate towards vegans on social media, like <laughs> uh, Twitter or whatever. Uh, like, uh, hey, vegans, you suck. And it's like, okay, what, whatever, you know, fine. I, I mean, we're not great. Well, I have a theory whatever, about but that, but we'll continue your thought. I, I think, I think this might dovetail your theory. I'm not sure. Okay. But whenever it happens, I'm always like, also, what prompted this? Because it's never just, you know, something always prompts it. Yeah. I can usually find out what it is. And nine times out of ten, here's what I'll do. I'll find a thing where somebody says, uh, apparently, according to vegans, we can't say there's more than one way to skin a cat anymore because it's hurtful to animals. And, And always, I'm like... Somebody is making this up. I I don't understand why this is such a a hit piece on you know vegans aren't that dumb. You know what's go- why why is this happening? Yeah. And then I find out that no, uh, PETA actually <laughs> made a statement similar to this, and this is what people are talking about. Invariably, that happens. Uh, th- and this time it was it was that like um, instead of saying kill two birds with one stone say feed two birds with one scone yeah i you know and oddly enough i it, just saw this today as well and the example yeah. that was given was there's more than one way to or or uh, you can't beat a dead bagel instead of beating uh, a dead horse yeah that i i thought it was uh, you can't feed it you're you're feeding a dead horse and, no because you know and well, that's not the that's not the example I was given, but I, I oddly enough, I just oh. I did see this today. Bring or or else uh, bring home the bagel instead of bring home the bacon. Oh, maybe that was that another was it. one. I think it was bringing home the bagel. Yeah, and it was yeah, yeah, yeah. because when you when you say bring home the bacon or or more than one way to skin a cat, it's speciesist. Yes, and it's just like okay, what are you trying to do? Because here's the thing. On PETA's website, there is a section that is great that says, hey, look, we're listing these foods as vegan even though they may not be because we'd rather people, you know, do the best that they can than to say that being a vegan is too hard and giving up. How they can have that and then also do this other stuff, I don't get. I think that there are like two different people inside the organization. Not, Not necessarily two different people, but... Right. But two different types of people. Right. The people were like, dude, let's just do the best we can and get people on board. And then other folks were like, no, I want to be as exclusionary as possible. <laughs> and because right underneath it, there was uh, somebody said, um, I went to see this, this uh, play and this woman ripped my heart right out of my chest. And it's like, oh, gosh. What violent imagery? We better not say, you know, no, there's hyperbole in speech. You know, and I was thinking about just starting to to say more animal violenty things for no reason. I'm so happy I could punch a cow. <laughs> Whatever. Just to offset the whole the whole thing because it it's it's really mind-numbingly dumb yeah and i i hate to say it because i do a lot of good stuff i guess but i've heard some horror stories things. about what peak uh, uh pita <laughs> pegan what what yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the vegans at pita what they i've heard some horror stories about what pita has done as an organization or what they've what they've advocated for and yes i i don't want to say any specific examples now because i don't remember any but uh, yeah. I want to. I want to. Uh, I feel like it has something to do with, um, like they would euthanize pets instead of letting them get adopted for some reason and some dumb reason. Yeah, yeah. Be- because it's slavery, 
or whatever. Yeah, or I, I, I'm something. Not, I'm not saying, please, uh, people listening, I'm not saying this is PETA's uh, actual idea. I'm just trying to figure out maybe what what Ben is referring to. Like some, some sort of better that they die free than live a life of servitude. It's, it's some sort as, of weird ideological thing like that that is not actually in the best interest of the animal. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and some people might say, and, uh, again, uh, there, there is the, um, the concept of a statement that I made at one point in time when I was on the, uh, the reality show, if I ever got a $6,000 cat bill, I would get a new cat, (laughs) um, which then I ended up having a $600 pet bill and I'm like, uh, cruel fate. Can why you, do you toy with me? You know, you can buy that kind of pet thing. health insurance these days now. Can't you? Uh, I can't. I'm sure that you can. Here's the thing. The reason I mentioned that is that, um, there was something offered through my, uh, my place of employment. Yeah. Uh, that we, that we bought. And then, uh, our, veterinarian dropped them oh no because they weren't uh they they were very difficult to deal with Boy, and apparently that. uh <laughs> it was not offered uh the next year so i'm sure that it exists but i i don't know where but oh oh but this is the thing the reason i bring in this up is because there's another um are you familiar with um josh molina I don't believe so. I think that's his name. Uh, he's an actor, uh, and he he's on Twitter. Uh, he's a really interesting guy. He's a funny guy and all that. Um, but the reason I mention it is because uh, there there's a thing that he's doing, and some other folks also, uh, which is sort of downplaying Hanukkah. Okay. And by that, what I mean is, uh, you know, Hanukkah isn't the biggest um, holiday, isn't the biggest Jewish holiday. It happens to coincide with Christmas, and it's fun, and it's, you know, light, and all that kind of stuff. But um, the story uh, can be a little bit problematic, uh, because it, it has to do with, um, like, there's violence in it and there's, you know, the, the whole, uh, the oil replenishing itself and everything uh, is good. It's a nice story. Uh, but there's another side of it that is a little um, problems, especially for uh, the, dis- uh, the, the whole Zionism thing and all that. Okay. Anyway. Th- that wasn't really that's what i started talking about but that wasn't where i was getting to and i'm sorry about that um somebody somebody in the context of all this kind of stuff uh said yeah hanukkah isn't that huge of a of a thing and also you know no one's trying to take christmas away from anybody so this whole thing about happy holidays you know and you can't even say merry christmas anymore people could say merry christmas to me all day I won't care. Right. And of course, me, uh, I was I was raised Lutheran. Christmas is nice. I have good feelings about Christmas. I also do not want people. And this this is coming full circle to what I was talking about at work. You know, you say we are having a Christmas thing. I'm not going to go, you can't say Christmas thing. You have to say holiday thing. Right. It's not who, you know, I don't care. Uh, if somebody else... If somebody else were to say, I don't like that you call this a Christmas thing, uh, and everybody like starts ragging them, I would, of course, defend that person and say, hey, they have every right to say that they don't like this thing. But I personally am not going to say anything bad about it because right. I like it. It's fun. All that. Anyway, all this to be and this is where it ties into the, the vegan online thing. <laughs> somebody says, oh, well, I work in retail, and... We had a holiday display up with a snowman and a holly wreath. And uh, this Jewish person came up and complained to me 
because uh, holly wreath is a Christmas plant. To which the the person this wasn't Josh Malina, this was somebody else replied, uh, "Shut up, you don't exist. That never happened." What? And I get where they're coming from. Where they're coming from is that, oh, and they said you're just saying this to cause uh, uh, fighting where there doesn't need to be any, uh, you know, basically fake bot, troll, you know, that kind of thing. Right. This person is not a real person. Fomenting They're making aggression. up this story. And the thing that I was going to say <laughs> that I, of course, didn't say, but... Anytime that I say, no, that story is too crazy, that person doesn't exist, I think back to the PETA thing, and I'm like, well, maybe that person exists. Maybe you dealt with a crazy person. Maybe there was a crazy person who said to you this stuff. It, it's the same thing. Uh, oh, the other re- thing where people are like, uh, somebody on Facebook was not Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, a few Halloweens back was scandalized and shocked and upset because white people were dressing up as Trayvon Martin for Halloween. Okay. Uh, in blackface carrying Skittles to which I was like, no, they aren't. No one would do that. That's crazy until I saw the pictures. And then I'm like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) You idiot. So, but, but they, but the person wasn't lying. So that's right. what I'm saying is that I, I, I do not. Uh, um, I was going to say underestimate, but that's not it. Um, I do not deny that someone is absolutely capable of making up a story about someone complaining about a snowman uh, in a store just to cause problems. I 100% believe that that is something that can happen. I've seen it happen before. Uh, you remember, uh, I, I've told this story to a lot of people. I don't know if we t- talked about it on this uh, podcast. You remember you and I went to um, Teapot Vegetarian House at one point in time. Probably. And you had coffee. Oh, yeah. And you had to take the coffee outside because the coffee had milk in it. And for whatever reason, because of the rules or whatever that they had governing their it was, vegetarianism, it was like a it was like a kosher restaurant. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so okay, this makes and sense. I had a latte, has, right? So, so it being kosher, one of it could be you know the kosher milk thing, whatever. Um, but probably, I'm guessing Teapot Vegetarian House Parv, or however you pronounce it. Hate that I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I should know. Um, if you bring dairy into it, it's no longer part of that kind of thing. Right. I'm guessing that's what it is. So when the person at Amazon who I was working with at the time told a story about how she went to Teapot Vegetarian House and the waiter very ashamedly came up to her table and said, oh, I'm so sorry. We accidentally fed you real chicken. I was like, no. What? Absolutely not. That did not happen. I know that didn't happen because my friend Ben had to take his latte outside. It, it was worse than that. Was, you had to take it out for me. Do you remember this? Because oh, I, well, I, why I, did I have to I take brought, it out for you? I brought my latte in, and then I got a call from my mom. So I excused myself oh. outside to take the call, and oh, then the next oh. thing I remember is you walking out with my coffee and saying, "They don't. You can't have this in there." Okay, well, that then is why I remembered it so much. I was yeah. like, why did I remember that thing about Ben? Okay, so I had to. Um, but yeah, so so no, absolutely not. Did not happen. Right. Um, so I know for a fact that people do lie about events that happen just to be a part of something. However, I also know that people are sometimes crazy. So it's hard and to know. so that is also. Hard to know the truth but, these days, isn't it? Yes, I guess so. But in general, in my experience, all of the Jewish people that I have met, and granted, again, I'm a I'm a special case, um, would not even be considered Jewish by uh, many different <laughs> organizations. Um, the basic 
thing is that they don't get all twisted out of shape people having uh, a good time on Christmas. Why on earth would you want to interfere with something that makes people who oftentimes are jerks right. into nice people for a short period of right. time? It, yeah, n- no, absolutely not. I'm not going to mess with you while you're feeling good about, you know, your fellow human beings and and are full of happiness and all that. So, uh, but I will say this. Um, I, I saw a couple of different photos of Santa recently where he looked like he was wearing a, a kippa, yarmulke, you know, whatever you want to call it. Santa wearing uh, a yarmulke. So I'm, so I'm wondering if there is something in the, because I know that, you know, he's Father Christmas and other places and stuff like that. If there's something from Judaism that got folded into Santa Claus at some point in time. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think w- there I w- might be... I would uh, hesitate to think that there would be, actually. Well, you know, the... the uh, I think there's one thing, uh, the wandering Jew, like a peddler who has a sack of toys that he gives to people or something. So I seem to remember that, the, but I don't know. For sure. The ongoing theory is that the image of Santa Claus, as we know it today... It was created by like a marketing department Sunbloom. of a department store. Uh, he's actually a painter, uh, Sunbloom, who made it for um, Coca Cola. Was it Coca Cola? I thought it was a. Mar- I thought yep. it was a. Uh, I thought it was a, a department store. Anyway, but it's it bears no resemblance to the images of Saint Nicholas that have been you know around for a while. Um. So I don't know. I mean, it's possible. It's possible that, that some aspects of Judaism made its way into the representation of Santa Claus. I've just never heard of that before. I will. I will say, um, yeah. The the guy I'm talking about, uh, I I forget his first name. I think it might be Harry, but it, uh, I could be wrong about that. But Sundbloom did a whole bunch of uh, he he invented quote-unquote or painted the iconic santa claus that we think of now uh for a coca-cola advertisement yes it is true ah. oh my gosh um we're gonna have to do yelling for betty uh live uh in front of the television because <clears throat> she's playing a video game <laughs> what is she not um, often she isn't. Hey, Betty. Hey. So, Betty is playing a game called Bendy and the Ink Machine. I just died a horrible and terrible ah. death. And she just died. Uh, it's a pretty ah. interesting uh, game. Sort of scary. What'd you say? A little spooky? A little spooky. We just got away from Whiny McWinerson. Yeah, that dude... And and yeah, so uh, in it, Ben, it looks like being this evil deity, and he wanted to sacrifice us. He's just like, shut up. It's 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 sort of a. Um, and he called us a sheep, even though we were definitely a goat. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's a uh, supernatural horror thing, sort of set in like this 1930s kind of aesthetic. Is it a multiplayer um, game? Is she playing with uh, other people around the world? Well, yeah, but still, sort of old Mickey Mouse, uh, and uh, no, she isn't. This is a this is a single player, uh, first person horror game. Yeah, now Winey McWinerson is dead, and we don't have to listen to him whine. Let me ask you a question: Is Winey McWinerson Sammy? Yeah, yeah. So Betty, how do you like this game, Bendy and the Ink Machine? I like it. All right, great. Well, that sounds good. (laughs) And with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So, yeah, that sounds like it'll totally work. Um, hey, Ben. Yeah. Uh, let me just say, uh, every once in a while, I think to myself, should we cut out all the cringy parts of the episodes? And then I'm like, what would be left? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a little extra bonus something for the people who are paying attention. Um, all right, Ben. Thank you so much. Yep. Uh, you're a good friend. Likewise. And I'm glad that we're still doing this. Yeah. Uh, even even as our once home uh, temporally uh, is being 
moved to a totally different time right. because of the changing demographics of a city that I no longer live in. But I and do, that, and I still like it here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Hey, look, if I could afford to live there, would I still be there? <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, it is Maybe an expensive so. city. I do I do like it here, though. There's some uh, pretty cool things, which you've experienced. Yeah. Uh, like City Museum, which, ooh, in the show notes, uh, why don't you guys take a look at a video about what it, what kind of stuff we did <laughs> when Ben was here. Yeah, I'll see if I can remember uh, to put that in. Yeah, please, please, <laughs> yes, please do. All right. Uh, and all right, thanks, Ben. Yep. I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, hey, by the way. Yeah. Keep it wrong. Oh, keep it wrong, Paul. I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.